Okay, let's go. So, Parshas told us, last year we had a, a shear about Yaakov selling the firstborn rights to Esau and how that sale was valid, if it's only something that pertains to the future. Uh-huh. We had a discussion of who the real firstborn is. We also had a shear once all about Esau and the tattoo that he had on his thigh. Well, the problem is all on Spotify, and the problem is that last night I, I gave my Bochum a shear about uh, the vampire's tattoo, we called it, and the Bochum that had heard the shear? From you or That's from someone it. else? No, from the Spotify. They listen to it. They listen to it. That's great. Wow. That's great. So now, yeah, yeah, well, no, they they just listen to it. (laughs) You're limiting. (laughs) That's it. We've got to be creative and find new things. Anyhow, so so tonight's a new topic. Haven't given a share on it yet. Um, It's an age-old question, and it's a fascinating thing. And at the end, we'll see a a beautiful insight of the rugged shover. Ooh, yeah, we haven't gotten to the rugged shover in a while. I don't know. He comes up. He yeah, comes yeah, up every yeah. so here and there. He rears yeah. his uh, his great head. Okay. So number one is the chumash. Let's just read a little bit. So Rivka overhears that her husband Yitzchak wants to bench Esav. Why does Yitzchak want to bench Esav? He's the firstborn. Yitzchak had big big hopes for Esav. Yitzchak saw the potential Esav had, and he wanted to bless him. And Rivka finds out, so she tells her son Yankiv, you've got to dress up as Esav and uh, bring your father the food that your father asked for. Yitzchak wanted some flesh before he benched his child. The Ramban says, the Ramban says, before, before one gives a bracha, a real bracha has a hashra of the eibisht on the person. The shechina dwells on the person, ruach hakaydish. The shechina only dwells on a person when they're in a good mood. Good piece of flesh. Yankov also brings him wine. Right, exactly. Ba'ava, exactly. So if you hear that's the Ramban says, that's why Yankov said to Esav, I want you to give me a full meal. That will put me in the right mood, in a pleasant mood, a happy mood, a satisfied mood. And then the Shechina can rest on me and I can give you a bracha. Anyhow, so Yankov is told by his mother to go copy. So... Yankov says, oh, my father's going to feel me, He's gonna, I'm not as hairy as Esau, and he'll curse me. So Rivka responds, Allai the curse is going to be on me. Which, by the way, the divorce of the Vilna gone. What was Rivka saying? That the curse will be on me, as if that will uh, comfort Yaakov. That he won't suffer, rather his mother. You know, what's the pshat? So the Vilna gone says, Allai is a Rosh Tevis. Rivka was telling Yankiv, there will be a curse, you will suffer. Alai kilaloscha, your curse will be alai. The ayin is Esav, you'll suffer from Esav. The lamad is lavan, you'll suffer from lavan. And uh, the yud is Yosef, the pain you're going to have from Yosef being separated from you. And that's why in Parshish Miketz, when Shimon is taken into jail by Yosef, right? The brothers come back to their father and they say, Shimon was taken. And you need to send Binyamin. So, so Yankov says, Yosef is gone, Shimon is gone, you want to take Binyamin? Yankov says a magical word in Parchas Mikates, Alai Hoyukulana, all of this will be on me. The Vilna Gan said it's the same word, Alai. What Yankov was saying is, Alai Hoyukulana, I already had the whole Alai, I already had the Ace of the Lavan, I already had the Yosef. This wasn't in the cards. 
the Shimon being taken captive, the Binyamin being taken, Yankiv says in Parshish Mikates, I already had the Olai. Anyhow, so the Vilna Gon learns, but there are Kremas, what? It's his original bar. Yeah, to the original bar, yeah, yeah. That Olai was a Rosh Tevis. Rivka wasn't saying, I'm taking it on me. Olai was a Rosh Tevis of what your curses will actually be. But isn't it also because he said something, so when a Tzaddik says something, it has to come true a little bit, so that, wasn't there a... Where there is an idea when a tzaddik gives a curse, even if it's on condition, the curse will still take effect. Right. We have other situations. Right. The problem is Yankiv wasn't cursing himself. He was worried that Yitzchak may curse him. So, but you said that it will happen to you and something happened to him. See, we, we have a, by Yehuda. Yehuda in Parshish Miketz, he tells his yes. father, Yankiv, give me Binyamin. I'll take him to Egypt. I will be the guarantor. If something happens, then I will be guilty for my entire life, this world and the next. Now, he brought Binyamin back. But because he, but said because that, he gave himself... So the right, exactly, he suffered. So you see, when a tzaddik gives a curse, even if it's on condition, and the condition was... Uh, you know, the condition wasn't met, so there shouldn't be a curse. Too bad. The curse takes... Effect in any event, but here's a here's already a stage further. Yankiv just announcing his fear of a potential him. threat, a, a threat of a potential curse, was already enough. Anyhow, Unklus, by the way, says when Rivka said "Allah kilavascha" on me is your curse, she said "Allah to me was told in a prophecy that you won't be cursed. Allah to me was told that kilavascha about your curse that it won't happen." In fact, that's why in the Purim story, Esther tells the Yidin fast for three days and three nights. One of those nights was the night of Pesach. How could she tell everyone to uh, abolish the mitzvah of eating matzah? So Esther said the same words. I want you not to eat, not to drink. Tsumu alai, fast on me. So they say it's the same alai as over here according to Unklus. Alai means it was told to me in a prophecy. Esther was saying, I have the right to abolish eating matzah. Because I, ever the Holy Spirit, was told to me in a prophecy that we need to fast. It's the same Allah, the same Allah. She wasn't changing it forever. It was just exactly, that one time, exactly. Like, Anyhow, Sakoponim, so fine. So Yankiv goes in, and let's see number one. Vayoyimer Yitzchak Elbon, Yitzchak tells his child, Why are we so quick to find the, to the game, the deer? So Yankiv says, Hikra Hashem Olekech, the Ebishter chanced it before me. So Yitzchak tells Yankiv, come close, let me feel you. Yitzchak feels there's something up. Are you my child, Esav, or not? Now, how could he not tell from Yankiv's voice? So there's a Ramban who contends, it could be they had a similar voice. There's a famous Medrash that they looked very similar as well. There's a Medrash in Tehillim that when... The Medrashim Tehillim says, when was Esau killed? There's different versions. But what it says over there is, when Yitzchak died, and Esau and Yankiv went into the Ma'ars Machpel to bury him, so Yudushvatim were outside. They didn't want to enter. They said, it's not nice to see our father Yaakov cry. No, no. Yehuda thinks to himself, wait a second. Esau's been waiting for this. Esau was waiting for Yitzchak to die to take vengeance against Yankiv. So Yehuda runs in, and he sees Esau about to kill his father. So he quickly killed Esau from the back. So the Medrash says, uh, that's the act of a coward. You kill someone from the front. So the Medrash says, Esau 
a Yehuda couldn't kill Esau face to face. Because Esau looked so much like Yaakov, Yehuda couldn't bring himself to do such a thing. So they looked very similar. This has to go to another shear, if they were identical or not. Because was, was, Rashi says Yaakov was formed before Esau. That's only if they were not identical twins. If they were identical, then they formed the same time. It's the same thing that splits. One? Right, the shear last year about that. Exactly, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, it is. We were just saying. Red? When he was born, Aesop's skin was red, and he was hairy. Over time, the redness... The hair was red? We don't know that. We, uh, and the redness, it um, subsided over some time. In fact, Aesop didn't have a bris when he was born because of the redness. At some point, the redness subsided. Some say Aesop had a bris then. Some said he didn't. He refused to. But everyone agrees he was able to because the redness had subsided. And at some point, he looked quite like Yaakov, a little more hairy maybe, but much more. So the Rambantas, they sounded similar. The issue is, Yankiv mentions the Eibishter's name. Yitzchak feels something is up. Yitzchak feels, who is this guy? He mentions God. So he says, come here, let me feel you. Vayigash Yankiv, Yankiv approached, and Posuchov Beis, he approaches his father. His father feels him, right? And he feels the, 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 goat, the goat hair. And Yitzchak says the famous words, the voice is the voice of Yankov, the hand to the hands of Esav. Now, the voice is the voice of Yankov doesn't mean the actual voice. It means the way of manner of speech is the manner of Yankov. Well, it could mean the one yeah. you just said that sounded alike. Right. So, they have, no, no. So, when Yitzchak said that's Yankov's voice, it wasn't the actual voice because that sounded like Esav. What gave it away... Right. When Yitzchak said that voice is Yankov's voice, is the manner of speech. But the hands are the hands of Esau. Now, when you read that, when you imagine the, the scene, it sounds like Yitzchak's not sure what's going on over here. He's blind, can't see. But then it says, hikira, he couldn't recognize him. Because the hands were like Esau's. Very strange. It's almost like he's not sure. And then something tilts uh, his. Uh, his judgment, he went after the hands. What about the voice? So you could say it like this. If the voice sounded like Esav, because Esav and Yankov were similar, and Yitzchak's just wondering, why is Esav mentioning God? I'll tell you why. He wants to elicit the greatest brachas from his father. So he wants to say the right thing, you know, this is the time. So uh, I think you could say that in Pshat, why Yitzchak said, Tak is strange, but it makes sense. But it makes sense. Let's continue. Vayivarchei, and he benched him. Now, what exactly this brach is, we have no idea. Because the pasuk continues in Pasuk of Dalet. And then he asks again, You are my child, Esav. He says, I am. And Rashi comments there, he doesn't say, I am Esav. He just says, I am, I am, I am who I am. And then it continues that, that Yitzchak eats the food. And then, all the brachas. So I took out that chunk over there. Then Esau comes in, right? And uh, Yitzchak says, who was that person? Look at the next line. Who was that person that before you came, I benched him? Let that man be benched. It sounds like the moment Esau came into the, into the room, it says Yitzchak Vayecharat. He trembled, he trembled. Right. When he realized something happened. But then he says, you know what, whoever it was that came in should keep the brachas. So there's a famous Rashi number two. 
Gam Boruchi, he should also he should be benched, says Rashi. Shaloi Tomar, don't say Ilule Shadima Yankov Yankov wouldn't have fooled his father. He wouldn't have taken the brachas. You know, the, a person could say that. Therefore, Hiskim, therefore, Yankiv, uh, therefore, Yitzchak Dafka said, no, I agree. Ubirchoi midaito, he benched him midaito. That's important, Rashi. We'll come back to it. Back to the psukim, Kishmoya Esav, and Esav hears his, the words of his father. Vayitzak tzaka gedoyelumah, he cried, a bitter and great wail. Adma oid. He said, bench me as well. And Yitzchak said, your father, your brother came, Bermirma, he took your brachas. And then Esav says, that's why his name is Yankiv, because he fooled me twice. He took my firstbornhood, and now he took my brachas. Why is there two yuds and one? In what word? Of. Of, no, it's meant to be above. It's oh. meant to be above, sorry. So look at number three, another famous Rashi. quotes from the Tanchuma. Lama chorad Yitzchak. Why did Yitzchak tremble when Esav came in? Omar Yitzchak said, Shema Ovan Yeshbi, maybe I have a sin. I benched the younger one before the older. Vishanisi Seidrayachas, I changed the order of the, of the, the ages. Hischil Esav Mitzayk. Esav began to scream that Yankov fooled me twice. So his father said, Ma'asalcha, what did Yankov do? So he said, He took my firstborn, that was number one. So Yitzchak said, Ah, Gavaldik, that's what I was afraid about, that maybe I went to. Uh, I traversed the natural order, but now that you're saying that Yankov was really the firstborn, he should be benched. You knew he did the right thing. Okay, so Rashi, the end of number three, quotes again the words, in the Chumash, those words are said well before Yankov hears Esau's confession that he had sold the firstbornhood. Since then, Rashi uses those words here. Okay, so that's uh, that's the story. There is a major kasha we're going to deal with. First up, I had to put in number five. It's a geval de gevort from the sefer Pardes Yosef. Um, he quotes it from a certain sefer on Masech Tuxuvus. I've seen the name of other people, but the vort's like this. You know, we, we ask, it seems like Yitzchak's not sure. The voice is Yankiv, the hand is Esau. So then why was he, uh, what pushed him over the edge to, you know, let me give the bracha. So they say like this. Yitzchak and Esau were concerned Yankiv may come and pull off a, you know, may hatch a plot over here. So Yitzchak told Esau, I can't see. I want you to come in and talk to me like Yankiv. Because if Yankov comes in, he'll definitely talk to me like Esau. <laughs> right? Brilliant. So, so there's like huh. games like that. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so, Rivka, so, so uh, Yitzchak says, Esau, between me and you, you have to come in and talk to me like Yankov. Then I'll know for sure you. If Yankov comes in, he'll talk to me like Esau. Now, Yankov knew this. So Yankov's a step ahead. So Yankov thinks to himself... They're expecting me to come in to talk like Esav. I'm going to come in and talk like Yankiv. So when Yitzchak said the voice is Yankiv, the hand is Esav, Yitzchak is saying both boxes are checked. Because the voice was meant to be like Yaakov. That's what we made up. And the hand is perfect. The curl is the voice of Yankiv. That was the deed we made up. Of course, the hands will feel like Esav. It's perfect. Everything's checked. Everything's checked. That's what it says in number five. 
Veloy Hikira, he didn't recognize him. Yeah, more what's the what's the question? The hand f- felt like Esav. You didn't see that it was. So now that yeah. the box is yeah. checked, Takoko Yaakov Esav. It could still be active though. It could still be. No, 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 no. Everything, oh. che- everything checked out to be like Esav. The problem because that he was the deal. The problem is Yankee. Yankee was a step Loy ahead of the game. Yankee was a step ahead of the game. Who told Yaakov Rivka, or how did he know that? How did he know about this ploy? So number five, they say Rivka knew about it. Um, Rivka knew Baruch HaKadosh about this simon, and therefore, therefore she told Yankov about this ploy. All right. Based on any psukim? Yeah, they based it on a few psukim. They based it in the beginning. They say, because look at number five, the first two lines. It says, V'rivka said El Yankov B'na Lamer. I heard your father speaking to Ace of Lamer. What's all the Lamers? Right, Amira means soft speech. Dibur is harsh. What Rivka was saying is, I heard your father telling Ace of Lamer that he has to speak softly. I heard your father telling Ace of Lamer that he has to do an Amira soft, soft, uh, soft spoken. Because they're expecting if you come in, you're going to go like Esav. So when Yankov came in and he spoke softly, um, Yitzchok's like, wow, that, that, that's one check of the box. Then he said, come close. When he said, come close, it wasn't because he was unsure. It's because let me check the second box. And when the hand was like Esau, he's like, perfect, two boxes checked. There's a few lines missing in number five. I said, a little choppy. So, but I told it to you outside. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so that's an interesting shot. But that, the simple shot is that Yitzchok was seemingly unsure. But then he decided, you know what? Let me go ahead. Let me go ahead. So, there is a big shayla we're going to deal with. But first, just a couple comments from the Chizkuni. On the left-hand side of the page, there are a number of comments from the Chizkuni. Some say it wasn't, uh, sorry, the printers were all acting up. So on each line you have, like, the last letter is gone. Um, in number six, number six, you need another copy? Oh, in number six, it says the Chizkuni is actually the Ibn Ezra. And the Ibn Ezra says like this. No, 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 no. It, it, yeah, it's, the Chizkuni is seven, eight, nine, and ten. Number six was, uh, it was all done in a rush, I apologize. But uh, the Ibn Ezra says like this. Esav, uh, Yitzchak asked his son Yankiv, are you my son Esav? And he says, Anoichi, I am. This is in Pasuk Yutes. It's actually not in the papers. The Pasuk right before the paper begins. Number one starts Pasuk Chot. is a Pasuk before. Yitzchak tells Yankiv, Ha'ata, are you my son Esav? And he says, Anoichi, Esav b'chayrecha. I am your firstborn Esav. So that was like, that's like, whoa, how, how did Yankiv pull off something like that? So the Ibn Ezra says, some say you read it like this. Anoichi misha anoichi. I am who I am. Esau is your firstborn. That's how Rashi learns. I don't have it in the... That's how Rashi learns. Meaning that he didn't lie. He didn't lie, yes. How are we getting out of it? He says... Yitzchak says, Are you my firstborn Esau? I am your firstborn Esau. We say. I am. I am. I am. Whoever I am. Your firstborn is Esau. Then he says, Achedim Amru Sam say... Ki benachas omar anoichi, that Yankov whispered the word anoichi, venasa kol, and he raised his voice, bemilas esav b'chayrecha. Some say Yankov said like this, anoichi, 
Esav Bechayrecha. So, you know, he was clearly dividing between the two. Right, but he, ostensibly, Yitzhak would have had to hear, hear both. He had good hearing because he couldn't see. Right, exactly. You know what they say, if you're yeah, missing in one, you they wish to add in the yeah. other. If one hand is shorter, the other hand is longer. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh. So says the Ibn Ezra, Both of these explanations are rubbish. Uh, or divrei ruach. It's uh, it's in the luft. It's in the luft. These are the. He says, and and the Ibn Ezra has a famous thing. He says, you know what the real pshat is? Ki hanaviim yischalkul lebeis There are two types of prophets. The first type is Shaliyach B'mitzvah, a messenger of God to deliver commandments. V'achelik Hashem, is a prophet who tells the future. Who tells the future. And says the Ibn Ezra that, that those Nevi'im that are just telling the future, if they have to say something false, it's okay. If they need to say something false because there's a higher purpose, there's a reason for it, then it's justifiable. Lo yazik. Rak, but the shlech, the first guy, like Moshe, who's being sent to carry the Abish's commandments, lo yitachan shikadav klal, cannot tell an untruth at all. But the prophets that are just predetermining the future, they can say something which seems to be uh, a white lie if if uh, circumstances call for it. The Ibn Ezra quotes many examples, but uh, Avraham, um, by the Akedah, Avraham tells Eliezer, you wait here, I'm going to go with Yitzchak, Vinishtachave, we will prostrate, Vinashuva, we will return. What was Avraham thinking? So one shot is, it was Taki, it was a prophecy, but, but Avraham thought he was shechting his son, so what was he right. saying? He didn't want to startle him. So Avram said something which in his understanding was taka white lie because the, the, the circumstances necessitated it. So these are famous Ibn Ezra. He says, when a Novi is telling over the directions of Hashem, you can't play around at all. He has to be exact, truthful to the word of God. But someone who's telling over the future that Hashem showed him, he can be a little uh, tactical in his information if he needs to be. So the Ibn Ezra is saying that, no, the... Yankov said, I am Ace of your firstborn. Don't go around the bush. He said it. He said the words, I am Ace of your firstborn. And it was justified because Yitzchak was the one in, in error by wanting to give the brachas to Esau. Yankov had to uh, be unscrupulous. He needed the brachas. He was technically. It was urgent. Oh, the Ibn Ezra doesn't say. The Ibn Ezra says, I am Esau. Yeah, I am Esau. Oh, I'm your I legally am Ace of your firstborn. So, I have the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. We're going to see that in just a moment. The Chizkuni says that. The Chizkuni says exactly how you put it. The Benezer doesn't say that. The Benezer says, I don't need any explanations. He's no. allowed to He's do it. He's allowed to do it because yeah. it was urgent. If Ace would have gotten those brachas, who knows what it would have been. It was urgent. Look, that's the Ibn Ezra. Look at number seven right underneath. This is the Chizkuni. And number eight. Says the Chizkuni, sorry, each line, the last letter is off, but uh, we'll, we'll manage. Yes, Mefarshim, some say, that for the time, for the circumstance, you're allowed to be somewhat untruthful. That's the Ibn Ezra. For example, Avraham. Avraham said, Avraham told Sarah, tell them that you're my sister. Interesting. 
How do you explain that? We don't, do we start delaying his words? Oh, he's allowed to do it. Avram told Eliezer Yishmol, we're going to come back. Avram intended on Shechting Yitzchak. So how do you allow himself to say those words? Because he didn't want to startle Yitzchak, he had to. But look at number eight is the next line. Dovarach, or another pshat says the chizkuni, lefi shikul hadas loy That no, in, in simple logic, there was no lie. Kach omala, you know what Yankov was saying? I am in the place of Ace of your firstborn, because he sold me the Bechaira. I am. Why do you want to bench Ace Because he was the firstborn. I am now that person. I am. I have taken the place of Ace of the Bechur because I am the Bechur. So that's how he learned. So that's another pshat. It's not, it's not like the Ibn Ezra or like Rashi. Rashi says, I am who I am. Esau is your firstborn. Here's a bit different. I am, for all practical purposes, the... I am in the place. I'm the legal entity, Esau. Exactly. exactly. I am the... <laughs> I am Esau, LLC. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do oh. Yeah, exactly. Right from there into there. <laughs> okay. So, the question that we want to discuss is: Was Yankov first, or was Yankov right in fooling his father? Okay, Yankov was very afraid, highly afraid. You know, Yankov said, "Ulai yumusheni ovi." Maybe my father will touch me. He said the word "ulai." There's many ways to say perhaps in Hebrew. Most famously, there's pen. Pen means lest, when you're worried about something right. negative. Ulai is when you're hoping for something. Like when Eliezer told Avram, Ulai, maybe the woman won't want to come after me. Eli. Yeah. And he was hinting to the fact that maybe my daughter might be a candidate for Yitzchak. Ulai is always hopeful. Pen is lest, it's negative. So why didn't Yankiv tell Rivka? Awesome. Yeah, exactly, yeah. negative, exactly. So. Yankov should have told his mother pen. that uh, I can't go in pen, maybe you musheni avi, lest he touch me. He said, Ulai. So the Baalei Musa say that Yankov has such a clear conscience, he wanted his father to feel him. He wanted his father to catch him out. He uh, felt so guilty about the whole uh, thing. Right. He wanted his father. Right. Ulai, I hope my father touches me and then I have to own up. Classic Jew. Huh? <laughs> That's what, Ulai. He, was, he wanted that the whole ploy should be up. So Yankov. <laughs> but Rivka said, no, nah, no, nah, you go. Good for the Jewish mother. So Yankov was afraid. Rivka said, this is what we're doing. Was it the right thing to do? And more importantly, the question is, how did a Bechlal work? Yitzchak thought he was benching Esau. He was fool. He was, he was doped into this... Uh, it's a Mekach Tois. Are the Brochus even binding? They even take effect. So let's have a look at number four. Doesn't he say that it comes out here? That's the... We, we mentioned that already in Rashi. We're going to come back. We're going to come back to that. Not so posh. So number four is a Medrash Rabbah this week. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Call Oisei, what time it took Esau so long in the field that Yankov had enough time to get his goats and this and that? The whole day Esau was tzad svoyim, he was hunting deer, the kaiftan, and he was, you know, tying them together. Malach bo, matir, malach would come and untie it and the deer would, would uh, scatter. Oifus, Esau had birds, or masachsechon, he also had them tied together. Malach would come, mafrichon, have them fly away. 
So you see, the Eibishter was creating miracles that Yankov should have enough time to get the brachas. V'chol kach lama, because it's a pasuk, v'hoin adam yakar charutz. V'hoin means the wealth of an adam yakar, of an of a important person. A charutz is it's, it's going to come to him, or needs to come to him. Which means that the brachas have to go to the rightful heir, the rightful recipient. Kadesh yava Yankov, which is Yukadosh Aleilam, who is the preciousness of the world? Ready from the beginning of time, they were destined for him. So this medrash makes it very clear that the Abishta wanted this to happen. The Abishta was helping. The Abishta was assisting because those brachas belonged to Yankiv. All right. However, if you look on the next page, if you look on the next page. Um, go jump to number 14. Sorry that it's out of order. It's another Medrash Rabbah. Number 14. Kishmoya Esav. And Esav heard as Tivi of the words of his father. It's a scary Medrash. Omar Rabbi Chanina. Said Rabbi Chanina. Kol Mishu Baruch Anyone who thinks that the Eibishter um, just forgives and forgets, doesn't hold someone accountable. Yisvatrun Bnei Ma'oi. Let his insides fall apart. Ella rather myrich ape the Abish is patient. The Abish that takes time. The Govid delayed only the end he collects what's his. Because Asov's cry that he was tricked and he lost his brachas made an impression in heaven. Zorka Achas Hizik Yankiv la Asov. One cry Yankiv caused Asov to cry. As it says, Kishmoya Asov is divi aviv. In this week's parish of Ayizak Zaki, he cried out. Veheicha Nifla, do you know when Yankiv was paid back? In Shushan Habira. Shirem Avaizak Zakagadela, Humara Admaid. It's not Admaid. Right. So Gadela That cry that Yankiv with Mordechai gave in the Purim story. That was the result. Since Yankov caused Esav to cry unfairly this week, therefore there was almost a holocaust in the times of Purim, the times of Haman, and that Stabish was holding on to that same cry that the Yidden had to cough up that cry. Yankov, in the guise of Mordechai. So, that's, so what does that show? Does that show Yankov's wrong in taking the brachas? It shows that Esav's anguish... Asaph's anguishes, you know, is uh, the Abish doesn't forget about that. All right, but look in, look in number 16. It's another comment from the Medrash. Yitzchak, this is a very strange Medrash. You know what happened when Yitzchak found out that Yankiv had duped him? Bal Kalla, Yitzchak wanted to curse Yankiv for tricking him. So Amle HaKadosh Baruch Hashem said, Hizar, be careful, don't curse Yankiv. Imat if you curse Yankiv, L'Nafshecha, you're cursing yourself. Because you just told him, you just told Yankov, whoever curses you is cursed. So Hashem tells Yitzchak, now that Esau came in and you realize Yankov took you for a ride, don't curse Yankov, although Yitzchak wanted to. If you curse him, you'll be cursing yourself because you yourself said, those are cursed, you are cursed. So that's, that's a whole different spin in the whole story. That means that Yitzchak was fuming. He didn't. He was didn't fuming. He didn't. Uh... Masking. He wasn't masking too. Right, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. He wanted to curse him and then... So go back to the first page. You see the story is There are two comments of the Chizkuni, 9 and 10. Let's have a quick look. In number 9, he says, Yes, Mepharshim, some say, 
that Omar Yitzchak, that when Yitzchak found out um, about what Yankov had done to him, Yitzchak said like this, me, I'm blind, what do you want from me? Imani to'isi, I made a stake between Esau and Yankov, that I don't tremble for. It's not a wonder. I'm blind, I couldn't tell him. The reason I tremble is how did God allow this? Ain Dover Nister from the eyes of Hashem. How did the Abishta allow the Bukhaira to go from the older and be given to the younger? The, in other words, like this. The means the actual no, the means the bracha. Did Yank, did Yitzchak Bechlal know about that the firstborn hood had been sold years before? The firstborn hood being sold seems to be on the day they were 13 or 15 different opinions. The age of the brachas, they're 63 years old. Yankov and Esav were 63. Yitzchak was 60 years old. They were 123 at the time of the story of the brachas. 60, uh, 50 years have, uh, have passed since the story of the lentil soup and the firstborn shaft. Did Yitzchak know about it? Later on, it talks about a document. About the firstborn hood? There was a document about another sale that Esau mm-hmm. sold his right to the Marsa Machpela. That's yeah. what Naftali had yeah, to run yeah, exactly. back and get That was that document. Mm-hmm. Right. They probably wrote a document, though, for the firstborn shaft. Rashi and Chumash seems to learn Yitzchak had no idea. The Rashi we saw in number three says Yitzchak only got wind of it now. It took 50 years till Esau actually spilled the beans. And by the way, by the way, it's 50 years that, that Yankov's already the firstborn. <laughs> so the Chizkuni Lecher is going with that as well, that Yitzchak had no idea, and Yitzchak was saying the fact that the brachas went to Yankov, these brachas belonged to the firstborn. How could the Eibishter have allowed that? He was wondering God, uh, on how the Eibishter allowed it. On himself, he felt no guilt. He felt he had done nothing wrong. He's a blind man, he's honest. Look in the Chizkuni number 10, the last Chizkuni. But then he says, Gam let Yankov be benched. Why? Shal pi hadibur beirachtiv. It was al pi God that I benched him. Shaykhanu hu Like Rashi says, now that Yitzchak finds out Yankov acquired the firstbornhood, it was perfect, it's the way it's supposed to be. Yitzchak was calm. He understood why the Abishta orchestrated this way. Dovarach, another pshat, he says like this. When Yitzchak said, Gam he says, Lefisha I already told him, or those are cursed, will be cursed. If I curse him, I'll curse myself. and therefore, any I'm going to curse him. Similar to the Medrash Rabba we just saw, right? By the way, the Chizkuni never quotes any names. He says, I don't want to quote any names, any sources. I want to give you the information. And you judge it. You should judge the information for what it is. Who was it? We barely know him. He was in the, in the 1200s in France. Otherwise, we know nothing. The Im Toimer. So, wait a second. Let Yitzchak just, just zip it. I won't curse him. I won't bench him. If Yitzchak really was upset at Yankiv, so he doesn't want to curse him because then it'll bounce back at him. Okay, so just zip it. He says, no, because I already said, I told Yankov, whoever benches, you will be benched. So I need to bench Yankov. It's for my own well-being. <laughs> See, this doesn't say in the Medrash. Yeah. The more I bench Yankov, the better, because the more I bench him, the more it's going to bounce back at me. And then he says, what's he should be benched. That from the mouth of one day he's going to be benched from the mouth of the Ebishter. It was a prophecy. 
The last pshat of the Chizkuni is Yitzchak's giving a prophecy that one day Yankiv will be benched later on in, in the Ebishter benches him in, in base kale, he benches him fine. So, the Chizkuni mentions, the Medrash Rabbah mentions Yitzchak seems to have mixed feelings about this whole story. Turn to the next page, go to number 17. And then we're going to get to the big kasha. Number 17. Number 17 is, a, is another statement from the Medrash Rabbah. I'm sorry it's all in bits and pieces, but that's the only way to really put together the, the puzzles by all these different pieces. It's a Medrash Rabbah number 17. This is actually, actually the basis for what Rashi writes in number 2. But in Medrash Rabbah it says the following. Amar Rabbah Levi. Yitzchak was afraid and he said when Yitzchak first realized when Esau walks in he's like oh my gosh what happened he said I didn't do what's right I made the non-Bechor the firstborn I made Yankov I gave him the, the brachas that should go to the firstborn I messed up big time so when Esau spilled the bean that Yankov took my firstborn he said good I did the right thing and that's what Rashi quotes in other words, Yitz, when Yitzchak realized that Yankiv was Taka the firstborn, he had boarded. So Adarabah did the right thing. That's Rab Levi. Rabbi Lozer says, Ein get A get is um, proven to be true by the signatures. A woman comes to Bezdin with the get. Maybe she forged the get. You look at the witnesses at the bottom. They're testifying the get's a real get. So now maybe she forged the signatures, so then we have to verify the signatures are, are you know, perfect signatures, and that, that's the most we can do. And that proves that the get is real. So what does that have to do with this? Shaloi Toyma, you shouldn't say, Ilule, if not for the fact that Yankov tricked his father, he wouldn't have gotten the brachas. That's why it says, Gam Boruch Yiyeh, he should be benched. Rashi quotes this in number two and number three. In Medrash Rabbah's two opinions, it's two opinions. Right. To me, it's not the same thing. Go back to number two and number three. Rashi quotes both of them. Um, number two is the second word that Gam Baruch was the bracha that he gave. Number three, Rashi's quoting from the Tanchuma, but it's basically the shit of Rab Levi. That one Yitzchak found out that Yankiv was the Bechur is good. To me, there's a big difference though. Yitzchak gave the beautiful brachas from the fat of the heavens, the, the, uh, sorry, the dew of the land, the fat of the heavens, etc. He was under the impression that who's in front of him? Esau. That's the impression he was under. Esau comes in, he realized it was Yankiv. So then Yitzchak says, When he said those words, he knew he was talking about Yankiv. He was very well aware. He knew exactly what he was doing. That was a bracha. But what happened to the first thing, the big v'yit and l'cha? That was done under false pretenses. Did that work or not? Did that work or did only the gam baruch work? So in the Medrash Rabbah number 17, l'chair simply would say that's the debate. Rab Levi says that Yitzchak was afraid that he had messed up the whole order when he found out that Yankov is the firstborn. So it's almost like Yitzchak was saying, ah, so then the V'yit and the actually took effect. Because I had in mind that I was benching the firstborn. Why did I want Esav? Because I wanted the firstborn. I had the firstborn. So the V'yit and the is good. 
according to Rabbi Lazar, it could be Nishtazai. It could be Yitzchok's like, you know what, that taka didn't work. I had the wrong person in mind. But I'm giving a new bracha. Gam baruchia. Gam baruchia. But that would be very strange. You know why? Because Esau cries and he says, Tata, Tata, give me something. What does Yitzchak say? Nothing left. Yeah. If all there is is Gam Boruch Yiyah, it's a very generic general bracha, it must be Vitnachah is still, still, still available. It's just still uh, binding with Yankov. The fact that when Esau says, give me something, Yitzchak says, there's nothing left. Yeah, that means Yitnachah is not out there, it's given to Yaakov. It means that Yitnachah exactly is precise and it's binding on Yaakov. On Yaakov. Or the Yitzchak realizes what's going on and he doesn't want to give it to Esau. No, he seems to say that I read it, it's too late. I, so Gavir, son, I made Yankov the, the Gavir, the leader. By the way, there's a major discussion. In the beginning of the parasha, Rivka goes to Shame and asks Shame, what's going on with me? Why in my stomach I have? Yeah. But what, what was her pillar? What was her pillar? Church of Israel. Avram had Avram had the Yishmol. So she knew that Yitzchak might time. have a negative, might have a kid. Same person. She said, Noichi. The Charedim says, that she said, Avram Taka had two diametrically opposite kids. From but they're different, different mothers. Noichi. Yeah, but it's all me. How could it yeah. be? So Shame told her that the ace of inside of you has major potential to be a great person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the name. It doesn't have to be like Yishmol. Even though Yishmol himself did Shuvah. When Shiach comes, it's going to... But she back. went to shame. Why didn't she go to her husband Yitzchak? Yitzchak's a Novi. Why didn't she go to Yitzchak? Some Farshim say, she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to reveal to her husband that, you know, I think there's something... That, she didn't want to tell him. Yeah. Or going to Avram. Her Shver Avram's still alive. Who's her... Same thing as Yitzhak, though. You know, like Same, doesn't want to tell the shame. Yeah. So she went to shame. Okay. What does shame tell her? By the Pasuk says, Vayoymer Hashem lo, Hashem told her. In simple, it sounds like Rivka herself was a prophet and Abisha told her. Yet Rashi Dafka learns that she went to shame's yeshiva. There's a whole discussion why. How do we know that maybe she was a prophet? She, wasn't she a prophet? The Gemara counts seven women that were prophetesses over time. The only one of the Moit's accounts is Sarah. Yeah. Doesn't count Rivka or Leah or Rachel. Rivka was a prophet. She knew from how she knew some of the stuff. Right, she had Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is not the same not as prophet. the Abish speaking to you. Right. Anyhow, so she went to Shem. What did Shem tell her? Rav Ya'avoy Tzoyer. What do those words mean? The simple meaning is Rav, the older brother will serve the younger one. Some Rishonim learn, no, it means Rav, the older one. Yav the younger one will serve the other one. The simple Pshat is Rav, the older one will serve the younger. But if you put the comma after Rav, you can read it the other way around. The Rav and the older one, Yav the Tzoyer will serve him. So there's two ways of reading that. And it gets all the more complicated. Now we don't know who's the older one because Yankov buys the firstborn hood. Anyway, you cut it, Yankov's okay. Exactly. <laughs> or, or he's not. Or he's not, right? <laughs> so they, I think it's the Mesha Chochmer, Meir Simchav Dvinsk, who says that when Esau said, Yankov, 
Why is Esau bringing up the firstborn? When Esau's screaming here, he says, 50 years ago was the firstborn, and now it's the brachas. Why is he bringing back all stories 50 years ago? No, because Esau was saying, wait a second. 50 years ago, Yankov became the firstborn. And Shame said he learned the Pashtus way. Verav Yavit Sir, the older has to serve the younger. Well, 50 years ago, Yankov became the older. Yeah. So he has to serve me. So how could he get the brocha now, which says, you're going to be ruler over your brother? It's not, it's not adding up. If 50 years ago, Yankov became the firstborn, he knew what he had to know. He knew what he had to know. He knew how to fool his father. So the, the question is, Bechlal, what was Yitzchak thinking? Shame already gave a prophecy that Rav Yavitzor, the simple reading is, oh, the older cool. one will serve the younger. Yitzchak did not know about the, about the firstborn hood, about the firstborn hood 50 years ago that it was right. sold. So he thinks Esau is still the older. Shame said Esau has to serve Yankiv. How did Yitzchak plan on benching Esau and telling the words, have a that you should rule over Yankiv. What about Shame's... So this bothered me for a long time. So, so the Ramban Taka says, Rivka never told him. Mm-hmm. Rivka never told him. He says, well, now why? Why didn't you tell him? privilege. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's like she came home from there, did not want to say... It was probably not the news that she wanted to hear. When she came home after Shame told her, you're going to have a tzaddik and you're going to... When she walked past the yeshivas, Yankee was kicking to get out. Why was Yankee kicking to get out? The Gemara says in Nidu that when you're in your, a baby in utero, a malach comes, teaches the kid Torah. What? Yeah, I mean, shame was a big Rosh Hashiva, but what's wrong with the malach? Could do mitzvahs and, and the Torah. Well, Tanya, we just learned about what? mitzvahs. How many were there? Av, hold on, Avram learned there. Yitzchak learned, and Yankee, all three Yankov of them learned by shame. What they learned? Shame. First of all, they, they First learned... First of all, there was already, right? According to well, some Avram other Rishon wrote it. Shame, well, Shame, they knew lots of Torah. Shame learned from his... Um, they all learned from Chanoich. Chanoich spent most of his life in heaven. Chanoich revealed to them all the secrets of creation. So it wasn't Torah. No, there no, was, there was, there, no, there was, there was some idea. First of all, Avodah Zorah. The Zorah was huge. Um, the, there was so much Chochmah. You know, about the koichas of the Eibishter and... Uh, Where did I just read it? it omnipresence and dividing. But uh, 600, just on Avodah Zorah. Avram had, exactly. And he had a Sanhedrin that was busy judging that. But everything, they learned everything, you know. They can't steal. See, monetary law was huge. You know, you could, a shame was... a tort law. Old Baba Basur, Exactly. That... Uh, and there was they were they were Nevi'im, you know they uh, they knew God so there's so much to study, but Avram learned by shame and Yitzchok and Yankov. It's interesting. Shame was like that's where everything comes from. He got his stuff besides from being a prophet. He learned from his father Noach. Noach learned from his Zayd and Mesushelach. Mesushelach got it from his father Chanoich, and Chanoich was makabel straight from Adam. Shame was like a rebbe. Yeah, he was a big rebbe. Great grandfather. Shalach was Noach's grandfather. Noach wouldn't have learned from Chanoch. Chanoch left the world early, relatively. Yeah, at 365. Right. Short life. Short life. <laughs> but he said, even while he was alive, he was most of the time in heaven. That's why the Abish said, you know what? Come back to heaven once and for He took him with his body. Chanoch never died. He's one of the few that. that he went to heaven, right? But then the Abish made him into a Malach. Malach Matat. 
And then the Abishta had to remove him from his body. And no, uh, no, 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 no. Faked Matat is a Shmoy Kishem Rabbi, the same Gematria. Anyhow, so also oh, why Taka was Yankov? Not to be confused with another one that's Matat Veroin. That's no, that's the guy. No, my oh, time. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't, don't say, say we don't say the whole okay. thing. So, yeah, 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 one of the biggest. So the Simcha Bunim of Pshischa, great Chassidic Rebbe said, why was it that Yankov was burning to come out when they went after the past the yeshiva of shame? What's wrong with the malach in the stomach? So the Simcha Bunim would say, yeshiva is not all about the Rosh Yeshiva. It's not all about the one giving the shear. It's who you're sitting next to, <laughs> who you have anymore. Asaf was his chavrusa. He said, nah, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" That's great. I actually asked my son a little bit. I asked him this question: Why do you think Yankiv was kicking to come out? So he said, "Yankiv could learn in the stomach, but he wanted to teach others. Huh? In order to teach, he had to get out of the Yeah. Asaf <laughs> couldn't teach Asaf. You know? <clears throat> oh. Yeah, that's the real time. So. So, so, so the Ramban Taka says that Rivka never told Yankiv about what Shame said. Because otherwise, the whole thing is, uh, is inconsistent. It's fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. Any, okay, so the Shiloh that we want to deal with is Lechera. How were the brachas effective? Imagine the, the scene. Yitzchak is sitting there, can't see. There's someone in front of him. The simple reading of the Psukim is he's not sure. But then the, the, the hands, the goat hairs, you know, convince him it's Esau. He benches him. He's still not convinced. Okay, okay, no, but then it says, It seems like he, was, it seems like he decided, we, we said it, because the call Kol Yankiv wasn't the actual voice, it was the tone, yeah. the words Yankiv said. And it could be that Esau was Davka speaking that way to get his father's uh, rotsen, you know, to get his father's good side, to get the best bracha possible. All of a sudden, Esau comes in, by the way, it says in Medrash that Yankov hadn't left the room yet. He was hiding. Esav came in, Yankov was hiding walking. behind the door. Esav walked in, and then Yankov was able to creep out, tiptoed out. But there, it was mamish, it was, and we'll see why it had to be so, so precise. But simply, wait a second. Yitzchak thinks it's Esav. Then Esav comes in the room, Yitzchak trembles. Means he, uh, the, the carpet was pulled out from underneath him. He was caught by surprise. L'chayr, the brachas shouldn't have taken effect. If, you're, if you think you're benching someone, and you think they're in front of you, and it turns out it's somebody else, the brachas shouldn't take any effect. Why not, by the way? Why not? You think it's your son in front of you, you're benching, it turns out it's the neighbor from across the, the words, road. The benching is the word. It's the, the you're benching a person. You're benching their neshama, the kavana. Hold on, I'll bring you a right, I'll bring you a right. Okay, hold on. So who's the first one to ask this kasha? In other words, there's Bechlal Shaila, what was Yitzchak's take on it? We saw it's not so clear. We saw the Abishad made miracles that Esau should stumble, should take time. Yitzchak wanted to curse him, and then Yitzchak benches him. The whole... But that's a halbitzar. The shayli is, did the brachas b'chal take effect? Who's the first one to ask this question? The ran. There's a sefer called Drosh's Haran, Rabbeinu Nisim. It's a sefer on Jewish thought. It's a number of drushes, not that many, but they're long, long essays. Fascinating on principles of Yiddishkeit and Torah. Who wrote it? Someone by the name of Rabbeinu Nisim. 
Amongst the Rishonim, there's a famous fellow called Rabbeinu Nisim of Girona, who lived in Girona and Barcelona, the famous Ran. He was towards the end of the Rishonim. He dies in the 1370s. An old man, he was almost 90 years old, and uh, he wrote in a very important commentary on Gemara, on the Rif, and he was you know, the greatest of the great in his time. Two generations before him, the, or, or a generation before, the Ramban also had a student by the name Rabbeinu Nisim. This book called Rosh Haran, which Ran wrote it, the Ramban student or the famous Ran? It was, unsure, it was uh, unclear and debated upon for generations. People going back and back and back and forth. And How far along? As of today. How far apart are they? Two generations? One generation, two generations, decades, not that, that long. That, that language changed. Right, right. No, and they changed. both would have been in Spain. And, yeah. oh. So the consensus today is was written by the famous Ran, the second one. A number of reasons. What? No, the guy in the no, back no. of the Gemara, right. One reason is because whenever he quotes the Ramban in his say, first of all, he often argues on the Ramban. If he was a student, he wouldn't be yeah. so quick to argue on his Rebbe. Yeah. In addition, apparently the Ramban student, Rabbeinu Nisim, died before the Ramban did. The problem is in this Sefer, when it quotes the Ramban, it says, The question is, maybe that was added in a later manuscript. Right, you have right, no idea. Right, These things right. were copied so many times. Right. So that proof is Lavdavke. But one of the big riots is that the famous Ran, the second one, he dies in the 1370s. He had a student called Rubchistoi Kraskas, a major uh, thinker, philosopher, anti-Murin Avuchim, anti-Aristotle, but he was not a Kabbalist, he was a philosopher. So he was intriguing. And uh, actually in, in 1391, there were horrible massacres in Spain pogroms, and uh, many even fled, many were forced into Christianity. It was horrible. Kraskas. He wrote a sefer, Ur Hashem. And uh, he was the leader of the Jews at that time. In his sefer, Ur Hashem, he quotes Shtiklach verbatim from the sefer, Jerosh Haran. Now, he was a student of the second Ran, so that kind of makes sense that it was the second Ran that wrote the Jerosh's by this Subchistoi Kraskas, so he was a major philosopher, but he was uh, very much in the Jewish box. There's actually a story that in one of the cities in Spain where he lived, there was uh, no rain, a horrible drought, serious, to the point that the Goyim expelled all the Jews from the city until the Jews arranged, until you guys arranged some rain. Wow. So the Jews gathered outside, they had a rally, a demonstration, but in this demonstration, they had a rabbi speaking. You are, I don't know why in Washington, some Jewish leader should have spoken and said a couple words or something. If it was a religious gathering, there should have been someone. It wasn't religious. It wasn't. It wasn't religious. So why so did the... Uh, came and said, Shema Yisrael. <laughs> the Litvish in Lakewood came out against it. The Babach Rabbonim were pro... But it wasn't a religious... Uh, nothing religious about it. It was Achtas, though. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are the Just, girls? Why are all the girls going for? I had all my lots of students of mine from twelfth grade went. Why did Neshek. they not give out? Did they not give out Neshek? Whose fault is that? The teachers and the students who went. The boys came with their tefillin. Why did the girl teachers send them with their Neshek? <laughs> 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 
we don't. It was never Lubavitch thing to join every rally. You had Bachmut go here, a little there from Yisrael, but officially to take off and cancel school and go. They have school. They're busy. They're okay. busy. They, have, they go cross cross country for cross country. You can do. You know how much with time you can do. Yeah. Right. And this was an ace rotsam for Achdos. What, what did the rabbi say to the the bachur wants to get his license to go on the Don't mix your titles with my stuff. No, but here he's saying the whole trip can be whole focused on. Was, 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 was it though? Yeah. It could you know have been. It could have been. You know how many they did? Thou- tens of thousands of tefillin were put on. Hundreds of thousands. No, tens of, I don't know about yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands. No, tens of thousands of tefillin. And those that did it, gam, gam, bruchim, yu, it's a big schuss. It's a big schuss. Yeah, tens of thousands of people gather. No, yeah, the Rabbonim of Crown Knights were saying to go, as an Indian, just to go, show no, support. It's Achtus. It's Achtus. None of the other chassidim. None of the other cities. The other well, no, even no, the no, Babish no, doesn't no, usually do, do such things. Do, 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 no, that came to say Anyhow, fine, fine. We have a Fine, fine. Anyhow, how did that? I just yeah, had to get it off my chest. You're yeah, nothing to do with anything. Anyhow, yeah, you were connected. Oh, 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 oh. So the Bichistoi Kreskis. No, no one. The Amma got up in the. No. No. There was one capital to him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. People that were there. Yeah. If we. And, and, uh, and some he, Jewish he leaders should have spoken at least for a moment, say episvos about Ebishter, yeah. you know, Shashem Yerachem, yeah. you know, something episvos. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. They had music. They, they, they had a whole concert going on over there. Yeah. They had no, Jewish he, he singers going on over there. He, he did, uh, yeah, and heard there were some women singing too, whatever, not Negea. But there was time. They could have taken two minutes. It doesn't have to be the rabbi with a long beard. It could have been a modern one. But somebody who's speaking on behalf about, of... A, the, the priest said stuff about Hashem. He said, the, <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? These are God's people. He said more, he said more about the... There was a priest and there wasn't a rabbi. He said a whole Tvar Torah. You're God's <laughs> yeah. people. There you see, that's where it's... <laughs> Did he bring the run? <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised. You shouldn't. It was very not You know, the... There are, the Abar the Benel sometimes quotes from Galochim and priests in his Sefer. Well, he quoted from the Bible. His priest was quoting from the Torah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shot him, like in what words mean, or this or that, yeah. Really? I, I'll tell you, I once met a Christian guy, and he told me a most... We began discussing, it was years ago, we began discussing uh, a pasuk in Yirmiya, when the Yidin went to Bovel for 70 years. Yirmiya said... Plant vineyards, build homes. The simple pshat is, Yumiya says, go to Bobo, you're not coming back tomorrow. Make it, go settle down, build homes, get settled. So this guy says, he thinks pshat's like this. Yidin just saw horrible massacres, you Jewish blood is everywhere. Now they're exiled from their homeland. It's only gonna get worse. So Yumiya says, no, don't worry. You're going to Bobo, but you're gonna build homes there. You're gonna have vineyards. God's gonna take care of you in your land of exile. It was a comfort. That's how he. Uh, yeah. So sometimes Graham can have a nice, so I, I, uh, a nice uh, uh, on the, <laughs> He was a well-versed uh, Christian. Right. It, uh, it was a, uh, yeah. Anyhow. He took it from. So probably, probably, probably. But so what happened? Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, yeah. But, you don't print the vineyard if you're still a slave, and if you're in chains. Oh, so the Christoi Kreskus, so what happened was, this was in the end of the 1300s in Spain. Again, the Jews were banished from the city. They held a rally. He got up and he was invited. That's right, he was invited to speak. The rabbi spoke. He quoted a pasuk um, in this week's parasha, I think, about the wells of, about the wells of Yitzchak, about the water. About Lonu Hamayin, that the water is ours. 
from this week's parsha, boom, the the heaven was full with uh, gray clouds started pouring. Anyhow, a fascinating fellow. So, in Drosh's Haran, which we're as of today is assumed it's from the famous Rabbeinu Nisim. In the fifth Rosh, he asked like this. Yitzchak's brachas to Yankiv should have been completely null and void. Why? Because there's a din in the laws of Nadorim. A father can annul the Nadorim of his, of his wife or his daughter. Okay? Imagine. Oh, but I'm going to finish up. So imagine that uh, the father sitting in Chvei, sitting and learning, and uh, his, his, uh, he hears a female voice making a neder, and he annuls it. He thinks it's his wife. Lo and behold, it was his daughter. So his daughter made the neder and he annulled it, but he had someone else in mind. It's ineffective. It's ineffective. So why by the brachas would it be different? That's the Shiloh that the Ran asks. And I, I didn't have it in Drosh Saram, but Abar Benel in number, in number 12, Hashayla Havav, he asked this question. Echosh for Rivka, how did Rivka think? So now Barbanel's already later. He's, uh, he passes away in 1508. So he's already from the early Akronim. How did Rivka think that the brachas that Yitzchak would, would give Yankiv? Bechoshvay, thinking that it's Esav, Yo'ilu would work for Yankiv? It wouldn't work. Since his kavon is to bench Esav and not Yankiv. Everything follows the kavana. And Barbanel Mamish quotes the same raya from the Dorim. V'razal Omru, we're in the third line in number, number 12. If his wife made the neder, he thinks it's his daughter. Or, the, or vice versa, Nodra Bittoy, the daughter made and he thinks it's his wife. You have to, he has to redo it afterwards. It doesn't count. If you told something to somebody, thinking it was somebody else, doesn't work. If you benched a random person because you thought it was your son, it turned out so random, not effective. Maybe he thought that the, the bracha was for the bachar. Whoever the bachar oh, is. So that's, so that, that's, that's what... It, in, the, in, the medrash, in the medrash that we saw, you know, you can kind of say that, that when Rab Levi says that when Yitzchak realized that Yankee was then really the bachar, he was said, comforted. Yes. That's if Yitzchak was only thinking firstborn, firstborn. He loved Esau. He was thinking about Esau. He was thinking about Esau. If it was only firstborn, 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 then you could say, well, it was only firstborn, and later on it turns out Yanka fit the bill. But uh, it was Esau of the Chayra. So he says, how could the Tzadikas, Rivka, and Yankiv think this, that the brachas which are intended for Esau will help for Yankiv? Fine. Then he says, Shaila Hazayin, the Babylon asks a seventh question. Why did Hashem want that this should happen, that Yitzchak should give the brachas in a mistaken fashion. Wouldn't it be better for Hashem to tell Yitzchak, send Esav out of the house, Yankiv's your real kid, just like Hashem did to Avram about Yishmol. Why didn't Hashem do the same thing to Yitzchak, reveal to him the truth? And then Yitzchak, with the midst of Hashem, will bench Yankiv with no trickery and everything will be straightforward and glad. So look at number 13 on the side, there are Barbanel answers. And this is the same answer as the run. So it's the same thing. He says, like, you have to know. You know what Rivka was thinking? Like the truth. It's not the prophet that creates anything. A prophet is just a pipeline. He's a clee to the bracha alone. 
Like Myra has chuchis, like a glass that will shine according to the amount of light that comes from heaven. It's not the glass which is creating light, it's just reflecting. Like it says in Shmuel, Ruach Hashem Dibibi, the Abish spirit speaks to me, his words are on my tongue. Right, Salaimar, even the words are placed on my tongue through prophecy. I have no bechir, it's not the Navi at all. So the vort of the Ran and the Barbanel is not Yitzchak who's giving the brachas. It's the Abishta. Who cares that Yitzchak was... Uh, You're a conduit. Right, who cares that he was unawares? Yitzchak and his brachas, the brachas are not his, they're from God. What? Right, it's like Birchus Kainim, right? The Kainim are, are, are the pipeline, okay? Vuhu Yisader... You see, someone, when, when, when Benny Mabry gets up there, we can talk and think he's the one giving us the brachas. But sometimes you have a coin that gets up there and you wonder, you know, what, what, what uh, um, <coughs> credentials does he have to be blessing me? And we say, listen, he's the pipeline. The brachas come from Eibishter. By many ministers, though, many talking coming from him. But Vuhu Yisader, the Eibishter, places the words in the mouth of the prophet to Ben Shiankiv. The Yainyan Baze, it's like na- nature. He says like this If you are planting and you want to plant wheat, by mistake you have a barley seed. What's going to come out? Barley. Yeah. It's barley. Exactly. I, I had in it's mind wheat. <laughs> Ain't yeah. Suffolk that the earth will give out barley and not wheat. Because it's not about you, it's about the seed. Yeah. You're, just a, you're just a tool. So he says. When it comes to Nadorim, is taka different. When the when the father because then intent matters is a whole different. When thing. the father, when you're annulling the nedor, yeah. you are doing it. It's yeah. not God; it's you. Yeah. You're not a kli. But by brachas, it's the Abish. He says, since Yitzchak and these brachas only a vessel. How does it answer the Shiloh Zion? Oh, so 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 therefore, Rivka realized it's okay for Yitzchak to be under a false premonition. It's not about him. It's not about him. So this is the answer that Barbanel and the answer of the Ran. And he says this answers question number what the question number seven, the Abarbanel and the Ran both answer that Yitzchak loved Esau. The, now Avram loved Yishmol, but apparently the love that Yitzchak had to Esau was so strong the Abraham didn't want to break it because Yitzchak would become depressed. Yeah, you you can't bad. bench. You can't bench someone if you're depressed. You have to be basimcha. So the Abarbanel and the Ran say the only way that Yitzchak would be be'emes b'simcha would be to think he's benching Esau. If he would be privy to the truth that Esau's a Russian, he's benching, he would be a broken man. He loved Yaakov too, obviously, but that would have broken him. His greatest hope in life was to have nachas from Esau. When he was benching, for him to know that he's benching Esau and this bracha itself might be the turnaround, that would be the greatest pleasure for him. A well digger. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And because that's the greatest pleasure, that's the greatest brachas. It's the only way, it's amazing. The only way Yitzchak could be in the proper mood to give a brachas is if it's Esau, it's if he thinks that right, Esau's in time, front of him. So it had to be Yankov, it had to be, no other way. Yankov had to be in the guise of Esau. Ah, that's great. Now, how it took effect, that was, that was the Shiloh number six, the answer that comes from God. Why the Abishta made it that way, there was no other way. Fascinating. Really Right. Really oh, oh. So that's what the Ran and that's what the Barbanel say. Now I will tell you, they seem to be learning that Yitzchak was mamish, uh, was mamish fooled. In fact, look at number fifteen. The Sfarno says clearly, and I'll just, then I'll tell you the Rogan and we're done. The Sfarno says in number fifteen, 
it says Vayavarcheyu, it says Yitzchak, are you my, are you, are you Esav? He says, yes. It says Vayavarcheyu. Before Vayitan Lachor, it says he gave him some other bracha, without any details. Says the Sfarna, fascinating. Al Yitzchak originally suspected this is Yaakov. And Yitzchak thought this guy deserved to be cursed. But then Yitzchak touches his hands, he's convinced it's really Esau. Yitzchak's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were Yankov fooling me. I was about to curse you. I owe you a bracha for that. If you suspect somebody in something that's not true, you have to appease them. Not you have to bench them. Like Eli, Eli thought that Chanosh Shmuel's mother was Shikr right after in Rosh Hashanah. Exactly. So instead, Eli benched her. So, so what's the Sfarna saying, though? He's learning clearly, originally, Yitzchak wasn't sure. He thought, maybe it's Yankov fooling me, or I'm going to curse him. Then he feels his hand, now it's for sure, Esav. And he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for thinking you're Yankov. He gave me extra bracha. So he definitely thought it was Esav. That could be why he had nothing left. Because if he would have just thought it was Esav, he, he had something for Esav, Esav for Yaakov. He could have said, I'll give you Yaakov's brachas. But when he came in, Esav came in, he said, I have nothing left. What do you mean? He didn't intend to give Yaakov a little something? He gave both to Esav on the spot. So here comes... Hold on. I want to say a couple of things. A couple of things. <laughs> I want to tell you, the Malbim and the Rogat Shav, I'll do it quickly. The Malbim says... Who's the Malbim again? He lived about 150 years ago. Very important commentary on Tanakh. He learned Kabbalah. He wanted to learn Chassidus by the Reb Marash. The Reb Marash... Oh, gave him a cold shoulder, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was definitely a great man in uh, in learning. And was that the one he said your space is supposed to be in? in there was some other person that wanted to learn Hasidus. That was the the Al Sheikh and uh, and Ariza. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so let's do this over here. Yeah. So the Mabim says, "Wait a second. He says the Medrash says Yankov was still in the room as Esav came in. It was Mamish. He said the timing was perfect. Why?" Had Esau come in a moment earlier, <laughs> Esau would have spoiled the whole plot. If he would have come in a moment later, the brachas wouldn't have worked because they would have been done under false pretenses, and that's it. But because Esau came in while the discussion was kind of still going, it's called toich kedei dibur. It was within, within three seconds of saying something, it's considered that you're still in the middle of that sentence. You could add conditions, you could change what you said. It's only said in stone if three seconds of silence um, follows your statement. Kalakadosh, right. Once you've done it or you've said it and three seconds elapsed, that's the amount of time, then it's happened. So says the Malbim like this. Had Esau come in an hour later, then Yitzchak's brachas would have just been null and void. He gave them to Yankov thinking his Esau would have been, the whole thing would have flopped. But because Esau came in right right away, he was still, and Yitzchak right away realizes, hey, wait, that was Yankov. He said, I, I when he not. says, Gam Baruch Yiyeh, is considered a continuation of the Vayitin Lecha he said before. So that's why it's considered in the same discussion. So he's able to redirect, because it's, it's all the same sentence. So Taka, when he said Yitn would is null and void. But before the story really ended, he redirected it to Yankiv. That's fine. You can always add conditions or add more details when you're in the middle of speaking. That's how the Malbim was. Right. Comes of the Rogachover in number nineteen and says that everybody got it wrong. <laughs> he says he says he's incredible like this. He says Yitzchak wasn't fooled. 
100. Yitzchak was 50-50. He really didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know. And yet he benched him. He knew there was a possibility that it was benched. The Ragat Shavah says, if you are <clears throat> unsure about A or B, if the reality is A or the reality is B, and you still go ahead and do the action, it's as if you have in mind, I want it to work whether A is yeah. true or B is true. Yeah. If you're aware A or B and you still go ahead and do it, why didn't, why didn't you refrain until you find out? If you still do it, it means you're okay with it being either way and it Trouble works either way. And he proves it from three Gemaras. Look, he says in number 19, Ha'atoze. Because he says, Yitzchak keeps on asking Yankov, are you, are you Asaf, are you Asaf? Why does the Torah record that whole, why does the Torah record ten psukim of, you should know, the plot almost fell through, you should know, it almost fell through. You know, why does, it's exciting, right? But why is that important? It's crucial, says the Rugged Shover. Because that shows Yitzchak wasn't fully sure either way. That's why the brachas worked. And he says like this. The pasuk is adding so many details that the plot almost fell through. You know, it's very exciting. Why is that crucial? To tell you that Yitzchak was mesupik imze esav. He wasn't sure. The Torah wants to say, so Yitzchak was still thought. He kept on asking. He wasn't fully sure. Till the very end, he wasn't sure. And yet he still went ahead. And therefore, it's not a toss, but it's not a mistake. With that, he refers to the whole Shah of the Ran, the Barbanel. Why wasn't it a mistake? The Rogachovic says, because he wasn't, if he Taka believed it was Esau, okay, it would have been a way. Because he wasn't sure. In other words, like this if Yankov and Rivka really would have fooled Yitzchak, the Brachas wouldn't have worked. They would have been a mistake. False pretenses. But because Yitzchak wasn't doped, because he actually was, wait a second, this might be Yaakov, and he nevertheless went His ahead. Was, I wanted that's why the brook. But look, the riots he brings are incredible riots. Baba Basra daf Kufmen Beis, Nadorim Pezayin, Chrisus daf Chavdal. I'll tell you them. I'll do first Nadorim daf Pezayin. I have it in number 18, but I'll just tell you outside. It's very simple. God forbid you have a guy, his name is Reuven. They tell Reuven, your father passed away. He tears Kriya. Sorry it was your son. The Kriya doesn't work. He had the wrong person in mind. But what if they told Reuven, they say, Reuven, he passed. He thinks it's his father. His father's been in hospital for years. But he's not sure. They didn't tell him. He thinks it's his father. He doesn't know for sure. He tears Kriya. And then they tell him, by the way, it was your son. Then the Kriya works. Because he was in Why? Because since he wasn't sure exactly who it was, it probably is father, it might be somebody else, and then he goes ahead with the Kriya. It's as if the Kriya is done, whether it's A, whether it's B. If they told him it's his father, so he tears, al das, and it's his father. So then it doesn't work. It has to be for the right person. But if he wasn't sure and he did it anyways, then he covers both bases. That's B what the Gemara still, says. Still a Doesn't matter, but he covers both bases. So that's mamish like over here. Because Yitzchak, it's amazing. Had Yankov and Rivka mamish fooled Yitzchak about Yankov's identity, the whole the whole thing would have would have uh, would have fallen apart. Another raya, beautiful. Baba Basra Kuf Membez. The story there is about um, the Gemara discusses if a baby in utero actually inherits or only once the baby is born. It says there a story, there was a ger. A ger died. 
he left uh, lots of assets. So the whole community came running. It's all Hefka, right? The Ger died, people came running, people took this, people took that. Everything was taken. Then news comes out. By the way, by the way, this Ger has a wife who has a baby who's expecting. So they all put their money back. Then, God forbid, there's a miscarriage. So the Brysa says that people can come again, and the second time round, whatever people collect is theirs. So the Mars says, wait a second. Wait a second. If uh, the baby in Yudor doesn't inherit anything, right? So this whole thing was a mistake. When the first time round, people came and collected their stuff, they acquired it. They put it back thinking, well, the, the, the wife's expecting she might give birth. But if the baby actually doesn't inherit, and then there's a miscarriage, so all the items should be re, uh, re-distributed uh, to those who had acquired it. But yet it's not like that. There's a new, whoever comes new gets it. So the Gemara says, Rava says, you know why? Because even the first time around, when they went and grabbed, they knew the Gear had a wife. They knew that she might be expecting. So therefore, when they grabbed it, it wasn't with 100% certainty. So what do you see from there? When you're not sure... So here's a little bit of a different thing, but the Rabbi Shabbos has a similar idea. When you're not sure and you do an action, the action is very much linked to your thought. It's very much linked to the maybe, yeah, maybe no in your mind. And therefore the action wasn't done with enough certainty to be considered an acquisition. Yeah, yeah, but it's, a, it's a reverse, but it's the same idea. Same idea. And what is Raya from Chrysus, Dav Chavdalad? He says in Chrysus, Dav Chavdalad that uh, someone's not sure if they did if, if they did an Avera that carries chorus. There was a piece of meat in front of you. You ate it. Then you find out it may have been Chalif, which carries chorus. So uh, even if it was, it was accidental, but it may have been. So you bring an Ashram Tolui. What if they're about to bring it to the base of Mikdash? You're about to shecht it. And all of a sudden you find out where either the thing was Chalif, so you bring a Chatos, or it wasn't, it was okay. What happens to the animal? Can you switch those off? So Rab Meir says that the animal is no longer uh, holy. At all? At all. Even though you already want to yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. So you brought it sh- originally, it was a suffix. They switch it. It's an awesome toilet. So, so, yeah. so the Chachamim, those send the Chachamim say, no, the animal is still holy. Because when you brought it, you knew that you may not have sinned. You knew it could be a was, could be a wasn't, and I'm making it holy. So since you knew maybe A, maybe B, you did it anyway, so then it's holy in any event. So says the Ragachov, or similar over here. Because Yitzchak remained uncertain till the So the Ragachov is arguing on, on everybody we saw until now. He says that Fakert, the fact that the Torah records all of Yitzchak's questions is to show that Yitzchak at the end wasn't sure. And yet he went through with it. That's the reason and the only reason why the brachas actually work. Because since he wasn't sure, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It's okay, either way. Exactly. In other words... Had he Taka been completely fooled at his Aesov, the whole story would have backfired. I think Aesov, uh, according to Rugged Shaver, I'm telling you, Yitzhak was going with Ashkacha Pratis. He's like, look, Hashem's sending them in, I'm good either way. If it's Taka Yaakov, it was meant to be. If it was Aesov, it, it has to be from what the yeah, Rugged yeah, Shaver is yeah, saying. Yeah. That's the underlying thought process right, in right. his head. But according to all these questions, how could Yaakov have married his first sister uh, Leah when his intention was to marry Rachel? Why wasn't, according to all the questions about that you had there's the a whole, false pretenses? So there's, there's a marsha. The marsha says that Yankov knew Lovan may have fooled around with him. And when Yankov under the chuppah was Makadish Takala, 
He had in mind maybe either way. Because my show says that. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole Shiloh, because Reuven was born from the first drop of Zerah from Yankov. Right. The problem is, the Gemara says in, in Nida that if someone's born from a union when the husband thought the woman was somebody who mixed up the wives, it can have a negative impact on the kid. How could it be the Reuven was born? It's called Ben Hatmura when there's an exchange of the wives. If Yankov thought he was with Rachel and really with Leah, then, you know, how could they have orchestrated that? It would affect Reuven. So the Marsha says that Yankov knew. That it might be like but then he gave Rachel a sign. A sign was stolen. So right, right. So he, like but, but like he knew it, that he knew it, it was a possibility. So therefore, he had it al das. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'm going ahead with it. Right, right. The same idea, though. Same, the same the idea. Exactly. Oh, the All right. Yeah. See, he has. Uh,